At the outset, nothing in this podcast should be interpreted as legal advice. Further, the views or opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of the university. Please email campbelllawreporter at email.campbell.edu for any media inquiries and third-party distributions. Welcome to the Campbell Law Reporter Podcast. This legal podcast strives to expand Campbell University's mission to lead with purpose by reporting with purpose. We hope to breathe new life into the dusty reporters on the shelves by reporting the content through captivating discussions. Our mission is to provide current and interesting reporting on legal topics affecting today's professionals. Listeners can expect to hear from various hosts throughout the year. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. I'm Takwis Brown, your favorite too well. Welcome to another episode of the Campbell Law Reporter. Currently, it is October. This episode may be uploaded at a later date. For the record, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, LGBTQI Plus History Month, and National Pro Bono Month. This list is not exhaustive. Speaking of pro bono, pro bono is short for pro bono publico, which is a Latin term meaning for the public good, service, is the rent we pay while living on this earth. Here with me is Campbell undergrad and law alum, attorney Richard Wagaman III. He is the director of the Gaylor Family Law Pro Bono Clinic at Campbell Law School. This clinic was made possible by prominent family lawyer Carol Gaylor through a generous donation of $250,000. Professor Wagaman is an example of pro bono work being a lifestyle. He was recognized in 2017 by the National Academy of Family Law Attorneys as he was nationally ranked top 10 under 40. He's an at-large board member and chair of the Emergency Action Subcommittee at Call to Peace Ministries. They provide assistance to victims of domestic violence. He volunteers as an appellate advocacy coach at Campbell whereas moot court teams has advanced in multiple national competitions. Thank you for joining us, Professor Wagaman. Yes, happy to be here and, and happy to talk about the clinic and all that we are doing and the opportunities that it provides to the students of Campbell. That's amazing, and you are the person for the job. So I'm a huge proponent of superpowers. We all have superpowers, and would you mind telling the listeners your superpowers? So I, I saw that question and I was thinking about what that would be. And, and I think that really what it boils down to is it's the ability and the desire to go out to make a difference in the hard cases and to help the people that are in the greatest need. And that is what, you know, kind of the mission and the purpose of this clinic is, is to provide representation in court, out of court, negotiations, litigation for individuals in the Wake County community who are in desperate need of legal services and representation for family law cases. And it's really about fulfilling that need for access to justice that's so predominantly across the state and across all areas of law, but even most specifically in the family law context where 
there is the greatest need and the greatest issue with access to justice. And the purpose of this clinic is to go in and try to meet some of that need while also giving the students a hands-on experiential way to learn as part of their law school education and curriculum. Correct, because it's very different learning about these type of things in the classroom setting as opposed to hands-on practical experience such as client counseling and doing real-life type things. So how did you get involved in clinic work? So I was in private practice for a number of years prior to coming on to open up this clinic. And a large portion of my, probably about 85% of my clientele were victims of domestic violence, leaving violent homes and situations with their children. So we, we did a lot of pro bono and a lot of low income work in private practice. And then this clinic opening gave me the opportunity to join Campbell again and, and come back and become a part of the faculty in teaching these students in a very hands-on approach that's very different from a theoretical substantive law class and that you're dealing with a real client. You're meeting with them, you're doing the client counseling, you're doing the consultation, then you're drafting all the documents and it's very hands-on and very practical. And then you also get the experience of negotiating with opposing counsel, dealing with the client, managing expectations, and then you get to go and try a case and be in front of judges and get that hands-on experience as part of this program. Can you provide insight as to the type of cases that the clinic accepts and the procedural components as well? Yes. So anybody who contacts the clinic would go through an initial screening with me and with the office staff to make sure that they are income eligible and that they are a family law case in Wake County, which is what we're limited to right now as we're opening up. But then from there, I then assign them to a student. The student conducts the initial consultation, prepares all their documents. If they need documents drafted or does a response and an answer, if a lawsuit's already been filed, everything gets filed with the court. Hearings are scheduled. In many cases, we're going to try to negotiate some kind of settlement, either with opposing counsel or the opposing party. In the event that we are unable to get something worked out and reached and agreed upon, then the student goes in and conducts the trial under my supervision. And we talk about how to present a case and how to build a trial binder and how to go in and make arguments to the judge on opening statements and motions and then examination of witnesses. That's amazing. So my biggest inquiry is why is it important for students to get involved in clinics during law school? What are the benefits? What are the benefits? So the benefits of of a clinic are really kind of threefold. There's three different areas in which it's really beneficial to a student. Obviously, first and foremost is the ability to provide a service and to help those who are in desperate need for representation. And the clients, you'll develop a connection with your client and they will be very, very grateful for the work that the students are doing for them and helping them through the process. Practically speaking, you get to conduct a consultation. You get to draft legal documents that get filed at a courthouse. You get to conduct a hearing in front of a judge. I mean, those are not experiences that you're going to get in a traditional law school class. And even some of the practical classes, you're dealing with mock problems and and mock situations. This is very real. These are the judges that are 
on the bench trying cases every day. And you get to be part of that bar and legal community as a student. And that's kind of leads into the third benefit of it's an incredible networking opportunity because you're going to meet family law attorneys in private practice who are running firms that you may one day want to join. And you're going to be in front of the judges that you're going to be presenting cases and and practicing law in front of for the next 20, 30 years of your career. These are the judges you're going to see and you're going to get an opportunity to introduce yourself to them right from the beginning in this law school program, as opposed to as a newly licensed attorney. So you're getting a leg up on that process of getting into the bar community. Family law deals with a lot of complicated issues. How do you manage your mental health when you're faced with these tough cases and tasks while trying not to get too attached to the clients? Well, we certainly are, you know, handling all kinds of family law cases. Some of my students right now have custody cases, child support cases, alimony cases, domestic violence cases with restraining orders and protective orders. So you're getting a wide gamut of family law cases. And certainly family law is one of those areas of law that it's incredibly emotional. You're dealing with people who are kind of at their lowest point and in the most crisis they likely will ever go through during their lives. Right. And it is something that's very difficult at times to handle and something that you do develop a lot of attachment, but it's important to understand and really set some boundaries between your personal life and your professional life and getting to experience that and to see why that's so important as a student will help you prepare for when you're into a professional practice as a family law attorney or any kind of attorney and and keeping that work-life balance and keeping yourself mentally healthy. And, you know, the most important thing with that is making sure that you are taking advantage of the resources that are available to you in the event that you are struggling with a case, talking to other members of the bar, talking to mentors, or taking advantage of other professional type resources that are available because burnout is very high in family law and making sure that you're maintaining that work-life balance and dealing with your own health is of vital importance, especially you know in the day and age that we are now where everything is so sensationalized and everything becomes so personal to so many people Correct. that there's a, there's a great need to be aware of mental health and to make sure that's made a priority as well. Thank you for that explanation. Our theme at Campbell is leading with purpose. What does leading with purpose mean to you? I think the most important thing about leading with purpose is knowing that the ultimate kind of calling of an attorney and, and, you know, a law student then becoming an attorney is about service. And it's about making the community better and helping those who, who need the help. And what I see the clinic doing, and as far as that leading with purpose, it's creating a generation of lawyers that's going to have that heart for service and answer that call to meet the need and make kind of the world a better place and make their community and impact their community in a way that makes a difference so that those legal needs that are out there are being fulfilled because that's going to just, you know, bring everyone up with it. And, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And knowing that you are 
coming into a clinic, having an opportunity to get a head start on becoming, you know, a real servant of the law is one of the things that most appealed to me about the opportunity with this clinic to get this open and off the ground so that we really could help close some of that access for justice need and really increase the availability of resources for those who need it the most. And I think leading with purpose is about taking advantage of the opportunity that a law student has to maximize the impact that they make on their community. Thank you for your time. Thank you for displaying the notion that is bigger than us. Your world is not reflective of the world. I'm a huge proponent of using our superpowers for the betterment of everyone around us, the environment around us. My favorite quote is by Charles Hamilton Houston, and it reads, an attorney is a social engineer, or he or she is a parasite on society. Thank you, Professor Richard Wagaman, for showing us how to be a social engineer. Until next time, thank you all for tuning in to the Campbell Law Reporter. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Campbell Law Reporter podcast. We look forward to you joining us every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. for a new episode, which can be accessed through your preferred podcasting listening platform.